Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. Um, it has been a little bit of a, how would I say, a really strange time for me in the last two or three days. And um, one thing I'm thankful for is that I am on this Bible study program because there's a discussion group that goes on and every now and then, you know, people, we have to comment on issues and then people talk about things, people open up and you just find out that, they, you know, you get comforted by what people say. And I like it most, especially when people are honest and they open up about the struggles and the things that they're going through. And you find out that way, it's, it's really all the, it's the same, you know, and because I'm someone who I like to beat myself up a lot when things don't go according to plan or I think that I let myself down. Like now I have a situation where there was something that I've been working with the Lord on, you know, and there was an outcome that I was expecting and I felt that it was more or less in the bag because every other thing in the build up to that, all the dogs seemed to be lining up in a row and there was no indication that that things were going to go differently. Although towards the end of like last week, it's like I started hearing what I felt was conflicting messaging and it was more or less that God was trying to tell me that I should prepare for, you know, certain outcomes. And I just felt it was my head speaking because I just wondered where is all this coming from? I thought maybe it was doubts and all that that was coming into play. Anyway, the ex- the outcome I didn't expect at all. I, I didn't even expect at all. I was completely blindsided by it. Um came to pass and it wasn't even so much because I think by the time I recall I, I, I recorded the last musing the impact of it hadn't even dawned on me because I just found out that subsequent days after when the impacts really dawned on me and I guess that's again the devil now bringing other thoughts and ramifications but it was just really tough it was really tough because I started questioning did I misunderstand God at what point did I miss him you know, and it's like, I mean, I've talked about this on other musings before. We are wired to believe that when things go wrong, in quotes, it's because we've done something wrong. You know, I mean, I'm that kind of person. I I still have that belief that, you know, when you're working with God, everything happens perfectly. Whereas the scripture shows that it doesn't, it's not that way. I mean, it didn't happen perfectly for Jesus. I mean, he had to go through the Gethsemane experience where he had to like, God, please, if you will, take this cup from me. It, it wasn't perfect for him at all. In fact, the, the, the Bible tells us that he learned obedience through the things he suffered. It was a very, very uncomfortable journey for him. Even though he, I mean, the part where he was ministering to people and all that, I guess that gave him some pleasure and fulfillment. But, you know, it, it, it wasn't comfortable for him, particularly in his last moments before his death. And at that point, I mean, even on the cross, he said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? So it wasn't exactly looking, you know, what? it wasn't, it wasn't looking nice. It was, in fact, it was looking like things had gone wrong, even from his own perspective, even though he knew that it was for this purpose that he came onto the earth. So it's, yeah, so it's me just realizing that I, I, I must not take, when things go wrong, even when I have been working with God closely on something, it doesn't mean, first of all, let's talk about that concept of when things go wrong. Things go wrong is like, 
things not turning out the way I thought God had been saying it would or what we've been discussing. Now, there are many reasons why it may not be. It may be that God has changed his mind, like we saw, we've seen happen in places in the Old Testament. He's changed his mind about that situation. Or he's decided to pivot. Or, yes, he even wanted you to go through and have that experience of disappointment. I mean, those are the kind of things we don't like to think that God actually does. But at the end of the day, if it is the trial of my faith that is walking patience, like the Bible says, then it is, it is definite that I will experience disappointment. I will experience discouragement. And I'm beginning to find out, I don't know, this is something I'm really, I've struggled with for a long time, but I'm beginning to find out that God is the Lord of the journey. He's not the Lord of the destination. And honestly, I find that so difficult to comprehend because I am, I am, I have always felt the destination is what's most important. So here I am, I've been working with, the Lord has been talking to me about something. We've been working together on it. And I thought there was a destination and he had said that there was a destination and all that. And then I find out that we've achieved a lot on the journey. There is a lot to be grateful about. And then at the point where we're, I thought we were about to end the journey, he then, there's a, there's a unexpected twist. And I'm like, which just like, as in, it scatters the journey to the point that you don't even know where you are going anymore. As in, you, you literally have to pack your car and be like, okay, what's just happened? I mean, even the road to continue on that journey is completely blocked. So you're asking yourself now, do I stay on the road? Do I turn back? Do I look for a left and alternative route? Or does it mean that I should abandon this journey? Well, yes, there is a lot that we've gained on the journey. So I can't say it was a useless or a hopeless journey. There are some significant changes, things that have happened on the journey that, you know, problems that have been resolved that we didn't even know. We've, we've decongested, we've detoxified. There are certain weights that one was carrying that have been dropped. And listening to myself talk, I'm now beginning to sound like, yes, yeah, so what's your problem? But then there was also a destination that one was expecting. So it's a bit, it's not even a bit, it's very disorienting. It's a bit, mm, it's, I don't want to be a drama queen, but it's quite disorienting. It has been. I'm just giving myself time to come to terms with it. Um, you know, when, when, when the term that says she was reeling with shock, that's exactly how I felt. I've, I've never, it's been a long time that anything has happened to really disorient me like this. And I'm saying even COVID, I did not have, what I had with COVID was initially fear, concern for this, you know, the health of my loved ones and things like that. But it wasn't, I wasn't reeling, you know, I wasn't, it was a different kind of thing. This one was a little, I was like, I was in shock, in shock. It was such an unexpected outcome. And, um, but I just thank God. I thank him because, you know, what I like about, I think two things I like about the way the world is, which is that, first of all, there's certain things that never change. Like the sun rises, it sets, you know, the, that sort of thing. You know, that day and night sequence gives you a sense of, okay, so even though think my world is rocked, 
the world is still the same. You know what? And then it makes you also realize that in the bigger scheme of things, this is just a little problem because the world is still working. The world hasn't come to an end, you know, so all hope is not lost. So that, that sort of has its own psychological thing on you. So you now just try to manage yourself in the midst of that, your, your micro issue in the midst of the macro because whatever it is that happens, the sun will still set. The next morning, the sun will still rise. Clouds will come out in the sky. Do you understand? People will celebrate birthdays. The cycle of life continues. So that sort of like makes you realize that, okay, even if your world seems to have crashed or something really significant seems to have happened or your future seems to be a little bit unclear, to your mind, it's it's just a, a small thing compared to the bigger picture of things. Then the second thing is the fact that the word of God still remains, you know, unchanging so for me even though i'm feeling the way that i am if i open the bible it will still minister to me in the same way it used to minister to me if somebody i like i listen to the discussions from my colleagues on my bible study forum they will still say things that will bless me you, you know what i'm saying i can still see myself in their words and god can still reach me in even in that state that i am in that I consider to be very precious, those two things. So the fact that the word of God is a sure and steadfast anchor for my soul and that in those moments when my world seems to have been reeled, my emotions are all over the place, all I need to do is hold on to that rock, reach for it first and hold on to it and then I can find my center of gravity again. And that's really what I'm doing now. What is Whenever these problems come in life, I think... One thought that always comes to me is don't allow this to sweep you away, you know. And it's very easy, particularly for some of us who had some very significant challenges that brought us very close to the brink. Once you have experienced that once, the devil always brings you, wants to try to bring you to that place. So because you know how difficult it is, it's like somebody that falls over a cliff. It's far more difficult to rescue that person. That somebody who just fell down a stair or just fell from one um, position or one um, place to another. But falling down a cliff, the rescue is extremely complex. Even when people know that that person is there, it will take time, effort, experience, expertise to rescue that person. It doesn't mean that people don't care. It's just that the nature of the fall it's so complex that the rescue is not simple. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that powerful analogy because you have just explained to me why I must always make sure I reach for the safety net in Christ, reach for the safety net in God. I do not allow the devil to use the disappointment of life to push me over the cliff. Something that should not have been a problem will then become a problem. That is not may that not be a portion in Jesus' name. So I want to I know this is a word of encouragement to myself because I have really been in a state, not I've been in a state since that day. I mean I've been in a state, I'm from I've been in a state. Not you know, I've been in a state and um it, it even began to affect me physically because I just couldn't function, I couldn't do anything. You know, I just couldn't do anything. I was so, even 
I was amazed at the impact that the news and the outcome had on me. It just made me realize that I had taken my eyes off Jesus and I had become so invested in this outcome, in this promise, in this solution that I felt had now I had now made it a God over my own life. And God, when when that happens, then God removes Himself. So I think that's really just what happened. I had invested on my emotions. I started putting my faith in that outcome and at that i think at that point god just hands off so i think now i have to go back to him again i guess this is a good place to say lord i'm sorry because honestly if i was focused on god it shouldn't have had this kind of impact on me because then i should have been focused on god hastening his work to perform it the fact that this did not work out has totally thrown me up has shown me that my faith was not necessarily in him, but in what I thought those things would do in my life. Even though it was God that, you know, opened my eyes to those possibilities. But then I had then substituted it for him. But I think my question now is, how does one work with God in such a way that that doesn't happen? Because, again, back to this thing about learning and unlearning and relearning. I find that that's the model that we've been taught. We are so invested in the promises. All, that's everything I don't know maybe it's a human thing I don't know it's a big issue for us when God's promises are not fulfilled in our lives both the ones that are written in scripture and the ones that are spoken to us and it's not supposed to be that way because at the end of the day I mean even the the prophets of all oh, the fathers of faith that we look up to God says that they died in faith. Hebrews 11 tells us that they died in faith. They did not receive the promises, but they confessed it, they believed it, they received it afar off, and their faith was what enabled those promises to be fulfilled in the lifetime of their future generations. Those are the kind of people that God wants to work with, not with existential people who are focused on lifetime promises. And exalts those promises over the God that promised them. He will never ever accept to be substituted and relegated to being next in line to the promises that he himself is the one that is the custodian and the giver of. So Father, I repent. I didn't realize that that is what I had done. So at this point, I, will, I forgive me. I ask for your forgiveness and I just step back. And every other thing that I may have done as well, even around this podcast, I ask for your forgiveness and your mercy too. And I ask that the call, the ministry call that you have given on my life, give me a platform for expression for it too. Let your name be glorified. At the end of the day, you are the only one that matters in my life. Every other thing here means nothing. So help me to find my way back to your purpose for me. And help me never to keep my eyes away from you and even now if this is wherever you want us to be i think i'm just going to be still and be quiet from now on and allow you to speak to me let my head and my mind be clear and then you tell us what the next step is for us until then i continue in faith in prayer and continue to do that which is already committed to my hand while i wait for the next thing that you will commit into my hand thank you lord for this lesson in Jesus' name. And I thank you because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And from now on, your joy will continue to strengthen me and all those around me. For in Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. Thank you everyone for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day.
In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.